On the show today, Epic Dev Time, The Games of Tomorrow, and we are so random in 7, 4, 1... Alice, are you ready for some late-breaking news? Late-breaking news is the only news I know how to be ready for. That's right. If it was early-breaking news, it certainly wouldn't be this show. I can tell you that. It would not be a show that I was entertained by. (laughs) And you probably won't be entertained by this one. Hopefully, though, the folks out there will be. Oh, by the way, thank you for joining us here on Total Pebble Knockdown. I am Nathan. And I am Alex. And uh, we have hot off the presses-ish stuff to talk to you about today. First thing that I wanted to discuss in a little bit of weekly muse is uh, that Epic has launched self-publishing tools and uh, it's going to be a little bit more competitive with Valve and, and Steam, it looks like. That uh, is the hope. So for $100, the same fee Valve charges for Steam submissions, anyone can submit a game for inclusion in the Epic Games Store library. Uh, the system is similar to Steam Direct, which Valve introduced in 2018. Uh, which will probably result in Epic's library ballooning of the next year. And see, when I originally read that, my thought was, well, that just means that they're on par with Steam, right? Yeah. But there's more. Uh, So to kind of flesh this out a little bit, there are some differences. The first one is that Epic's not going to do any uh, porn games. Yes, which, (laughs) if you're on Steam... Ooh, it's boy. like half the library, it feels like. I mean, well, there's a lot of uh, adult puzzle games that you can get for like two or three bucks. These are your slide puzzles, reveal, oh. scantily clad, or lingerie, or nude, or whatever like that. There's a, a lot uh, in my recommendations every February, because we always do the, you know, for Valentine's Day, we're going to do a funny... Uh, you know, dating sim, like we did Only Cans this year. Yeah. And um, inevitably, though, even if you're doing, like, funny, ironic ones, your recommendations end up just being every waifu game. And yeah. Imaginable. I, uh, I have to filter out on Steam, I think, either adult, not adult, it's Is probably it adult? Uh, NSFW or something like that. I, I can't I do, do anime... Because there are games I like that are in the genre that are anime. I have these filters in place, and I still get ones that come through the cracks. It's like, how is this getting through these filters? I don't want this. This is not the kind of game I'm looking for. I, I had to, I, I had to filter out uh, adult only, I think is what I did. Mostly just because it's at a certain point, it's like my entire recommendations. My favorite... Yeah. Is when you get one of those adult only games, but then you look at it because you're like, what the heck is this? Yes. And you're like, what is And it's this? got the games this is similar to, and it's like other stuff you've actually played. This is similar to Greedfall. You're like, no! What? No. So anyway, there is that. Maybe that's good for Epic. I, I'm, I'm starting to think at least I know what my recommendations won't have. And then the other one, though, much more interesting, that multiplayer games must have cross-play with other PC stores. 
Very yes. good pro-consumer move for them. Very yeah, because as I was explaining to you beforehand, uh, before we were recording, mm. uh, apparently what Steam does is you have to use Steamworks. Yeah. Uh, if you're publishing it through Steam, and I guess Steamworks means that unless you're playing on Steam with somebody else, it doesn't do cross-platform in like Epic games that are Epic cannot use Steam's wor- uh, Steamworks. Mm. So if I have uh, as the example I used was, if I have the Hunter Call of the Wild, and you have the Hunter Call of the Wild, and you're playing on Epic, I'm playing on Steam. Yep. I can't play with you if that was the case, if it was published on Steam. Right. But if they're not using Steamworks API for the uh, multiplayer, then you can. And Epic wants to do it so that they have this free to use you can use our our service if you want the epic online service i think is what they called it if it's hosted through that or just using that you can still play with epic if you got it on gog if you got it on steam or any of the other mil- i don't know how many other storefronts there are there's so many windows games for windows live <laughs> yeah yeah whatever you happen to have you can do it on there that's really good just because there are so many game stores now that uh, not being able to have the ability to play across platform is a real kick in the teeth for so many people that have all of these games on different places. Like, I actually buy most of my games on GOG. They will uh, access your other accounts, and you can manage, like, all of your game libraries right through GOG. So, like, it, it, it knows what my Steam account is and my Epic account, and it will show those games, and it, it will show me all of the games over every platform that I have, too. Uh, which was just, like, good, I need, I need services that are going to centrally locate. Um, so, the idea that Epic's gonna do that. More importantly, though, I think also worth noting is that the Epic Online Services API also supports cross-play between PCs and consoles, which is very good, too. It means that if you are on an Xbox or a PS5 now, you are going to be able to play with people that have a PC version of a game. Mm -hmm. Although, little caveat to that, that's not a requirement Right. That Epic is making, but they're making the ability to do so. so. Yes, and going from console to PC is not always easy for games to do. So putting a patch through on Steam, for instance, is a lot easier of a process than putting a patch through on Sony or Microsoft mm. or Nintendo, for that matter. Um, sure. Because to put something through, kind of like you remember when uh, Skyrim went to the Switch. Oh, yeah, and they had uh, additional requirements, right? Yeah, and they went, yeah, your game doesn't really meet our requirements for it. Patch these things, fix it, and make it a workable, not broken, buggy mess, please. Yeah, cool. And they had to go, oh, shit, we'll actually fix this. Yeah. Uh, which they didn't have to do for anywhere else. But, like, right. for putting a patch through on, or even just a content thing, through console, I think we've talked about before, you have to go through their standards. Yes. And they have to go, yeah, this is good. Um, Steam and Epic, uh, you don't really have to do that on PC as much. There's not as much sure. in the way. But uh, part of the reason, for instance, with Elite Dangerous, a uh, game I really love, um, they decided to pull the plug on all their console development. Oh. I think we talked about yeah. uh, briefly at some point. Because uh, they wanted to focus on the live ser- the you know, live service of the game, the online and currently evolving storyline going forward. And it was really hard to do that with 
having to play catch up on console. Right. Like these were basically two different live service games at that point. Yeah. Where they did not share between the two. It's harder to do multiplayer between the two because you have to keep everything in line. And then if you want to do that properly, you'd have to hold back the PC until the consoles were able to be pushed forward, which right. not always ideal. So that's why it's not a requirement. It's just uh, th that they're making the, you know, infrastructure essentially uh, yeah. feasible so that if people wanted to do it. I mean, they mentioned that like with Fortnite, because I mean, I guess that's Epic themselves. They they did that. So they're just making a framing for it. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you another piece that I'm not as happy about. <laughs> is it the adult games that we already talked about no we've we've already yeah. talked about that okay. and we already know uh yeah from the pc gamer article on the flip side uh valve has restrictions that epic doesn't unlike steam the epic game store has no ban on blockchain games now right now i was mentioning this to you when i, I saw this but i don't necessarily mind that they're going to allow blockchain games, but I need to have them very prominently labeled as blockchain games. Yeah, you need a keyword in that game to say Web3 technology. You need something there, because it's for the same reason that we have tags for, like, simulated gambling or anything mm. like that, but realistically, like, something on, like, the actual game label itself that makes it clear that it uses blockchain technology because I don't really like the idea of little Timmy going on to the Epic Store and saying, oh, look, little, like, little monsters that you get to evolve and all of that. I'm going to get this game. And before you know it, they're like, yeah, well, little Timmy, the thing is you need crypto to buy these in the first yeah. place so that you can essentially get an NFT that is your little monster. And now you're going to play to earn or whatever the new catchphrase is. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, the one you're talking about, actually, if... Infinity, Axie Infinity. <laughs> yeah, that's already died, apparently, so it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, that uh, that ran into some issues uh, itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> A few. Anyways, we're not talking about that. Um, no, yeah, we've talked I'm in the same boat. I don't, I don't mind if they have blockchain games. It's not a big, like, oh, don't do it ever kind of thing. It's interesting if you want to play around with it. I'm sure someone might be able to make something interesting with it, but, like, definitely make sure it's something you are very aware upfront about. To yeah. be fair, uh, kind of like a vegan, people that are into the blockchain don't fucking shut up about it. <laughs> I hear way too much from the crypto bros about uh, blockchain, and I'm like, I've seen this before, I really don't need you to try and explain it to me again. I'm not buying the damn ape, sorry. Flip side of this, something that I am happy about Epic doing is that they do take smaller cuts from the uh from the developer they have like a 12 percent cut that they take and steam usually does 20 but now what they are well, i think they just lowered theirs to 20 i think it steam was higher it was 30 if i remember correctly mm, think and so. yeah but still epic is at like 12 but the other thing that's interesting here is that epic is uh going to allow developers to use their own payment processing for in-game transactions I think they right. might be doing that right now. Bypasses Epic's revenue cut. Steam requires in-game transactions to use your Steam wallet. So basically, when you're doing microtransactions with your Steam games, 
um, they get a cut of all that too because it's going through yeah. your Steam wallet. Um, Epic's going to bypass that completely so that you can do microtransactions on your own accord so they don't they don't take a cut of that. In terms of pro dev house kind of development or publishing, uh, that's great. That's great. It puts more money in the hands of the people that are making the games themselves. Which is nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, good good on um, Epic for doing that. There's pros and cons here, but I think overall it's pretty positive for people that are looking to develop games that Epic is going to look more appealing to them. And uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think that they're right. It probably will mean more games on the platform, and Lord knows Epic could use them. <laughs> What do uh, all of you think? Uh, what are you excited about uh, when it comes to uh, Epic, Steam, or realistically, are you excited at all? Because it does seem like we have so many game stores to keep track of at this point. There's less than there were. Uh, I yes. just hope that Epic. I hope Epic does a better job implementing their storefront better, like the cart. For instance, I think you still can't add multiple things into the cart. I think I think easily. they finally figured out how to Did do they? that, but it took and then, them um, years. <laughs> it took and them then, years to figure and out. And then the friends thing. Oh, it's like yeah. I don't have a lot of games on. Actually, I have a ton of games on Epic, and I don't play like any of them. And it's like not that I play a lot of games with the, friends. Well, they do but, the free game a week. Yeah, they do the so week I, week I, games. I don't always get them. Right now, it's Call of the Sea. You probably won't pick it up. Why not? Because I probably I probably won't ever play it. I think I saw you play it. I've played it. Yeah, I still picked so it. So I don't need. I played it vicariously through you. Exactly. Anyway, for anyone uh, who was out there uh, and was thinking about picking that up, I would say it's a recommend for me. It's a puzzle game. It's it looks really good. It's not particularly long. What do you use uh, for a game service on your PC? Are you Steam? Are you an Epic? Are you one of those dastardly GOG people like me? What do you use? <laughs> And why? Uh, tell me about that in the comments. E2A.com. No. Don't do that. No, 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 no. We do not accept that one. <laughs> Sorry. Whole other deal. Hi, it's Nathan. How are you? So what we were going to do for this part of the show was talk about leaked information about the PS6 and when it was coming out. And even as we recorded the episode, I started to have a question over my head because there were lots of different sources that were telling me different things. Uh, that it might be 2026, that it might be in 2028, and they were all seemingly using different kinds of interviews that they had with senior staff at Sony. And eventually, after we recorded, and I was going back over all of this, I did a little bit more digging, and I found out that the leak, as it were, that they're discussing is an internal document from October 28th, 2022, discussing the possibility of a Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger and what that would mean. In this document that's like 22 pages long, there's like this one little section that seems to be what everybody's using for their information. And it has to do mostly with Call of Duty to explain timetables. There's two basic statements that you need to understand. Uh, the first one is that it states, 
Uh, Microsoft has offered to continue making Activision's games available on PlayStation only until 2027. Later on in that same paragraph, it states, By the time SIE, that's Sony Interactive Entertainment, launched the next generation of its PlayStation console, which is likely to occur around, and it's redacted, it would have lost access to Call of Duty and other Activision titles, making it extremely vulnerable to consumer switching and subsequent degradation of its competitiveness. So this seems to be what the big leak and the big release date thing is. That if, as this says... Microsoft has offered to make games available until 2027 from Activision, but Sony would have lost access to Call of Duty and other Activision titles by the time the next PlayStation console comes along. All that really tells us is that they're thinking that it's past 2027, which doesn't really give us much of a date. And so that's not a lot of information to go on that, you know, 2027 or later is apparently the release date that everybody's discussing. I'll probably have to dig into this document with far more detail to try and figure out if there's something else that I'm missing, but that seems to be what the outlets are referencing. But uh, I'll play the conversation that we had after this where we discussed more speculation about what we can expect on the PS6. But um, this this appears to be the big leak everyone's discussing. Not exactly revelatory, I hate to tell you. Uh, and now, back to your regularly scheduled Total Pebble Knockdown. Do you think that the first launch title is going to be the new God of War game? I think the uh, next, the initial release title is probably going to have Sackboy. I don't know who that is. It's a boy who's made of a sack. Oh, is that like the little big planet? Yes. Oh, I don't think so. I think what'll happen is you'll get the new God of War series where you're playing as Kratos' son Atreyu. Oh, that's an interesting prediction. That's my prediction for the PS6. Yeah. Because they revitalized God of War, and apparently they're really good games now. Like, they were great games back in the day, too, but apparently they're, they're even better now. Mm. Like, they're... they're cause technology has come a long way. But uh, that's my, my thing. Cause, like, Kratos is getting old. Obviously, we're going to play as a son, yeah. eventually. I, I know that they son of war. Here's the thing: I know that they would love to be able to have a God of War game as their launch title. But, oh, hundred percent. But realistically, have you noticed that a lot of the launch titles of the last generation or two have not been particularly impressive? Oh, I did just watch. I think it was a Jacob Geller Probably. video on God of War. Hmm. Or the psych of uh, Daryl talks games. One of those guys, how about they uh, did God of War 2 twice? You mentioned that on the other episode. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was very good. Uh, in that case, uh, no, the last title on the PS5 will be the new God of War. Right, right. And, and the reasoning they did that on God of War and uh, God of War 2 uh, was that... It was at the end of the console's life cycle, mm -hmm. and the team had developed for the that specific cycle for that entire period, and had gotten to know that framework really well. And so instead of trying to get ready for a new console's framework, mm. 
and trying to figure that out. They've pushed as hard as they could against the limits of the console's hardware capabilities at the end of its life cycle because they knew best how to use it. That's like what they did yeah. with the newer God of War, but not Ragnarok, I guess, is sure. uh, for the PS4. But you can also play it on PS5. But on the PS4, they pushed as hard as they could against those uh, hardware limitations to get the best God of War they could for that console. Mm -hmm. But also for PS5, even it's even better. Here's something fun. I don't know if you know this. I don't. Oh, but uh, you know that they made Fallout 3 twice as well. For the same reason? Uh, totally different reason. Oh, okay. But I, I won't go into that right now. I think I when I did the Fallout series for the Citanium Mine, I talked about it more. But at some maybe maybe at some point I'll I'll dig into that and I'll tell you a little bit about that story. It's fascinating, actually. Okay. Uh, but at any rate, we're looking at what we would want for release titles because, like, I, I could give you predictions of what I think the release titles of PS6 are going to be, or what I would hope that they are. Uh, Garfield. Always Garfield. Yeah. Star Starfield. Oh, Starfield. Garfield yeah. or Starfield, those are both... Star really Citizen great. will be the launch title on the PSX. Launch title, you heard it here first, it's going to be Star Citizen. You know what might end up being the kind of launch title that would also be a really good one? Would be... Uh, Minecraft 2? Wow, oh boy. Well, that's just that's just going to be terrific. Uh, it's on Microsoft only, sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a, a thing for the next Xbox, if anything. But, no, 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 the next Horizon game. Oh, okay. If, if the the next one, because I'm just thinking about time frames. Obviously, Skyrim Remastered finally comes out. <laughs> uh, Skyrim, uh, this is the final rim to Sky, will be the... Uh, It'll be the 23rd edition of Skyrim. That being said, though, Elder Scrolls Six might end up being a launch title for that. Who knows? Not, not for playstation though not for play well they could put it on playstation well they could but microsoft owns bethesda here's what they might do new spider-man there you go spider-man 2 electric boogaloo webaloo let's think about this critically while we're here no nope. fu fuck it let's think about this critically call of duty well you know, that's yeah Activision blizzard which is also owned by microsoft never mind never mind okay so studios that Sony owns. Okay, we got Naughty Dog, we got Insomniac, we got Sucker Punch. Okay, it'll be those are three. It'll be Sonic Frontiers two. Please don't. Okay, Sonic so, the movie, the game. Naughty Dog will probably want to do Last of Us Part Three. Great. That would be a big one. Um, Insomniac. Uh, oh, the Spider Man's. Sure. Do Spider Man. Anyways, I think we're getting away from the point of the segment. That's okay. And then <laughs> Sucker Punch, Ghost of Tsushima 2. Cool. But anyway, are you out there excited for a PlayStation 6? Or have you kind of gotten away from consoles? And uh, are you part of the, the PC crowd now? Uh, or do you just not game and you just listen to this? Because I don't you know. You live vicariously through us. I'm so sorry. I am so very sorry. Um, I am so sorry for your loss. F in chat. F in the chat. X for doubt. Anyways, if you've got your pre-order for the PS6 already, please let us know. <laughs> and also, when you say you do, uh, tell me why 
why. <laughs> and, and what website you got that from, because we should check sources, please. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right, Alex. So we have one more thing, and we are going to go back to our storytelling brainstorming sort of uh, game that we did a little while ago. Do you Brain wanna... game. Brain games, indeed. And uh, the last time that we did this, we generated some random phrases for a, uh, a quest storming session. And uh, we had, a, you know, it was in, you know, it's early phases. We didn't really exactly know what we wanted to do with it. And I generated three random phrases, and we had to make quests out of them based on those titles. This time, though, we're going to try something a little bit different. Um, We're going to be looking at random sentence generators, and uh, we're going to uh, suggest that it it gives us a few options, and we're going to pick the one we like the best out of those. Yes, and this is this is not just like quest, but it's like some sort of adventure hook. I generated three sentences on my end. Uh, I don't know how many you generated or not, but. uh, 27,000. You generate 27,000. Okay, you p- you get to pick one of your sentences, and I'll pick one of mine, and we'll go from there. Sure. All right, so the one I generated that I liked uh, says, She had the gift of being able to paint songs. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Okay. So, like, I'm picturing some kind of... Magical artist. Yes. Um, perhaps there's, it could be a siren, or painting a mental image, or there's, there's basically, like, I'm thinking there's, uh, rumors of a wandering artist, uh, who has the ability to paint songs. Mm-hmm. And maybe the songs that they've been painting are, like, dirges of the dead, or something. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm liking this. Or think- or maybe maybe she's an oracle, and maybe the the songs she is painting are uh, fortune telling about people's lives. Or maybe they sing and it comes out in like a visual form uh, that you can see like a painting. Okay, I'm seeing how this gets to be kind of like your predicament that is going to have to get solved too. Because you can imagine somebody who, every time they go to sing a song, ends up manifesting something in the real world that then, like, maybe they can't control. And so now your party... I mean, this doesn't seem like it's a problem that you would need to solve to me. This seems more like somebody has an extreme talent or knack for something and is more seen as, like, this kind of, like fortune teller oracle so maybe people visit them or they they go on singing songs of people's praise and like painting tapestries of this essentially so maybe they're more of an oddity somebody to visit and be curious about in the world rather than just a problem to be solved so here or or perhaps maybe they've sung something and it's an omen of ill will and you have this tapestry of a something ill going to happen. See, you and I are thinking about the same thing, because I'm seeing how this can be an adventure hook, is that you go, you go to the singing painter, or or, or the paint singer. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's what we're going with, I guess. You notice that there's a tapestry on the wall, 
and you're in it or your party yes. is in it and it looks it's something that has not happened you've never seen Yet. this before but here's a thought the sing painter song painter there we go song painter can only communicate in song <laughs> so anything <laughs> that gets sung then becomes a tapestry all of its own they probably don't talk all that often no no they have to write down uh, conversations because otherwise there will be tapestries all over the place on the side of buildings it just splatters on any given surface that's there you go. that's available at the time there you go that's a good so you, you there's rumors of a paint singer a woman who is cursed with uh, the blessing, if you will, of being able to predict the future in song form, song and art form. The issue is that anything that comes out of her mouth is a prophetic act that is cast onto canvas. Good. Or stone, perhaps. Whatever that canvas may be. Right. There you go. That's an adventure seed for our uh, document. There you go. There you go. I have to type this up later. Type it up later. Somehow. Okay. okay. Somebody, if you're listening, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Dictate that back to us so we remember what we talked about. This is tricky. There's two There's two on here that both have to do with lemonade. So I'm going to tell you what they are. And, and I'm going to see which one you think is a better adventure hook. You help me. Okay. Oh, sure. The first one is, the llama couldn't resist trying the lemonade. Perfect. And the We're talking about the poison for Cusco. But the second, the second one though seems Cusco a little poison. bit more adventure hooky, uh, even though it doesn't have the in the llama. It's the tart lemonade quenched her thirst, but not her longing. I don't like either of those. <laughs> I don't. Know what, I don't know what to tell you. Roll again. No, no, no. Okay, so I have a third here. I have a third. Tell me if this one works. He learned the important lesson that a picnic at the beach on a windy day is a bad idea. Well, that's just how you get stabbed by, uh, you know. Yeah, you get stabbed by a flurry of knives in a windstorm. No, you get stabbed by umbrellas. Oh, the umbrellas are the knives, yeah. Yep. So the fun thing about the picnic at the beach is, for me, that adventure hook, even though it is lacking in lemonade, does feel like you could have the, your party wander across a beach and then realize that uh, everything is destroyed because people went to a beach on a windy day and a flurry of knives came in and, uh, and killed everybody. I think uh, this is a weak adventure hook, but that's fine. It's, uh, it's not great. And that was out of three. You want to go again? We're going to get yeah, it. We'll find a different one. Okay. You could always go with nudist colonies. Shun, shun fig leaf... Kucher. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to generate five sentences. I have to find something useful out of this. <laughs> I do like this one, but not as an adventure hook, just as a thought. The furnace repairman indicated that the heating system was acting as an air conditioner. The miniature pet elephant became the envy of the neighbor neighborhood. You would feel this one, though. Your, his ultimate dream fantasy consisted of being content and sleeping eight hours in a row. Oh man, that is ultimate dream <laughs> fantasy right there. <laughs> hold on, hold on. If any cop asks you where you were, just say you were visiting Kansas. 
<laughs> you have no right to call yourself creative until you look at a trowel and think that it would make a great lockpick. I mean, sure, if you smash the lock with the trowel. Yeah. Several dozen times. Exactly. Hold on, I actually have a good one. Okay, good. This is, alright, so for my second one, because the ones you found have been crap, apparently. Uh, I have no luck. Alright, so, the group quickly understood that toxic waste was the most effective barrier to use against the zombies. That's just true. That's just absolutely true. <laughs> That's absolutely um, true. So in this one, obviously, the, the it's not really, again, a, a quest as much as it is uh, dealing with the zombies. Uh, right. So perhaps there is a town with some toxic waste nearby, probably a modern setting. Maybe the toxic waste reduces the zombies back into puddles of toxic waste. It's yeah. like when you add water to water, it just becomes more water. If you add toxic zombies to toxic waste, they just melt back into toxic waste. Yeah. They've crawled out of the puddle and they will melt back into the puddle. I do think that it's interesting because usually when I think about outbreaks, the toxic waste usually does not help the situation. If it reduces flesh into goop. That's a skincare product that nobody wanted. The goop. That's what they mean when they say goop. What we need to do then is we need to get as much toxic waste as we possibly can together because we have to stop the zombies. The story hook is that we gotta figure out what's- oh, we gotta figure out what's in the toxic waste. It's the zombies. <laughs> The Perfect. problem is, once enough zombies have gotten into the toxic waste, you make a mega-zombie. Don't mega-zombie and super-skeleton me. This is I the just new, did. This is the new sci-fi uh, original movie. <laughs> mega-zombie. mega-zombies from Toxic Sludge. Yeah, mega-zombie uh, versus uh, super-mummy. Super-mummy? That yeah. sounds like a, a nanny. Yeah, I generated ten. If there's not a good one in this, I'm calling this a failed experiment. <sighs> Grape jelly was leaking out the hole in the roof. I just like that, but it's not the one I want to pick. I have... Oh, okay. There are a couple fun ones in this, just because it's like, I only enjoy window shopping when the windows are transparent. Isn't that how mm -hmm. windows work? Sometimes. I like this one. It's a really simple sentence. Okay. It just says, At last. <laughs> <laughs> the first words of the last day of your life <laughs> sorry the last one on this one is 30 years later she still thought it was okay to put the toilet paper roll under <laughs> rather than over <laughs> the quest to find the missing and crazy person <laughs> this is your quest Somebody put the roll of toilet paper under and not over. Your mission is to find them and kill the psychopath. Thirty years later, you're oh, still looking. Man, you've just been—you've just been left with a trail of under and not over public waste, <laughs> public restrooms. Yeah, I. Uh, every every establishment owner has cried and paid you to find and hunt down this psychopathic individual. I just love this sentence. I just want to share it with you. Acres of almond trees lined the interstate highway, which complemented the crazy driving nuts. <laughs> wow. That's just a pun. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a dad joke. Yep. <laughs> a badly uh, this one's, one. Yeah. This one's decent. It was difficult for Mary to admit that most of her workout consisted of exercising poor judgment. 
that's pretty much every adventure party. <laughs> Here's another real one if you wanted. Also, the opportunity of a lifetime passed before him as he tried to decide between a cone or a cup. I assume of ice cream. Oh, so you start off your adventure in an ice cream parlor? You know, I do have to say that ice cream parlors are underutilized as a setting for RPGs. Screw the inn, screw the tavern, ice cream parlor. Ice cream parlor. Just to, It's harder to set on fire. No, I, not really, but that's fine. Anyways, tell me your real one. Okay, I'll just tell you one other thing before I give you the real one, but this is funny. I've always wanted to go to Tajikistan, but my cat would miss me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, here's one we can actually work with. Out of ten, I generated ten of these, one of them we can work with. He went on a whiskey diet and immediately lost three days. That sounds uh, more realistic than anything. You've gone to the bar. <laughs> You're drowning your sorrows. You wake up three days later, and it's the hangover. It's just the hangover. It's the plot point. of the movie, The Hangover. And there's a tiger, and you've got a face tattoo. I think, though, that it would be a little bit more interesting if you did this more as, like, almost a film noir kind of mood. You run across uh, a guy who looks like he might be an investigator of some kind, and he's unconscious in a, a back alley or something. And he's got information in a, a file, but there's pages missing from it. And you don't know what those are. And you, you get him back up, and the party can talk to him and ask him questions about, like, what happened to you. And he asks what the day is, and you tell him that it's, like, three days later, and he doesn't know what happened to that time. Uh, and you have to, like, help him retrace his steps and figure out what that data is and help him solve the mystery that has obviously uh, taken a turn for the worse for him. That actually might be something that you could toy around with as an adventure hook. Perhaps. I don't really recommend a whiskey diet, though, just for the record. Yeah, same. Uh, would you like another good one for me? Yeah, because mine sucks. Mine, really. mine all apparently We're, we're using the same generator, mind you. Uh, yeah, we're using the right. same thing. So uh, here, here's this, this seed, this hook. It said he knew it was going to be a bad day when he saw mountain lions roaming the streets. It always is. Yep. So this one is your party wakes up in a camper in town and finds the, the town deserted, but boy, there's an awful lot of large, well, I guess in this case, dire cats, dire, dire lines. Oh, you can do a modern set. You can do a modern realistic setting. Sure. You can do an I Am Legend setting. You can do an I Am Legend setting. Imagine, imagine you're doing a contemporary setting. Mountain lions work. You know what would be more funny if it if the mountain lions are going about their daily business like they're people. That would be great. That would be terrific. They they like tip their hats to each other. They have briefcases. They're going to work. All of a sudden, you've wound up in mountain lion town, and you try to figure out why the people are gone and the mountain lions are there, but you can't speak mountain lion. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, and they only talk in mountain lion. Mountain whoa, lion is a hard whoa, one. To whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's really good. Did you take a Berlitz course? No, I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, that was that was really good mountain lioning. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I have a uh, really great one too. Okay. Uh, this is just we're just sharing great things now. This this segment has gone to shit. You're welcome. Uh, it was always dangerous to drive with him since he insisted the safety cones were a slalom course. I love that this isn't even a sentence. 
on each full moon. That's what it gave me. On at last. Full moon. <laughs> there's no period. It's yeah, just there's no on period each... on the at last either. Yeah, th that's just an open ended. You'll see a rainbow bridge after it rains cats and dogs. The sky is clear. The stars are twinkling. That is just a great sentence. It's so true. There are no heroes in a punk rock band. Oh, it's it's the drummer always. <laughs> this one is great. I just read it. That was like I. It comes up on you fast. Wait. He spiked his hair green to support his iguana. <laughs> that that tracks. That's excellent. I don't I don't like that this random sentence generator seems to only have a finite number of sentences because uh, I got the acres of almond trees one and this one about a portable dog wash again. Here's a good one though. I never knew what hardship looked like until it started raining bowling balls. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> Hope you had a good healthcare plan. Wow, I feel like this is on a 4chan, uh, <laughs> somewhere. She can live her life however she wants as long as she listens to what I have to say. <laughs> I have one more if you'd like to end this on an absurd note. Great. So I just want to give everyone a piece of advice instead of an adventure quest for this last one, and it is to pair your designer cowboy hat with scuba gear for a memorable occasion. It's always a good idea. Yes. Designer cowboy hats always go best with scuba gear. Some people call me a scuba cowboy. Some people call me the ranger of sharks. I don't think they do. You're scared of sharks. I don't like sharks. In games. Also in real life. Let's... Okay. Oh. You wanna you wanna do a fun one to end on? Yes. We're gonna pick a fake word. Yep. And we're gonna try to define it. Great. This is probably what we should have done as the whole segment. Millimentest. Millimentist? Millimentist. So, oh, that is a small mentalist. See, I keep thinking it's uh, a millipede meshed with a mentalist. Oh, it's a psychic millipede? It's got a thousand mentalists inside of it. Ooh, that's creepy. Or, or it's possibly a millipede that is taking a test. It's a test to see if you're a millipede. Millimentest. I've got the word talk symbol. Talk symbol? Talk symbol. T-O-X-I-M-B-L-E. You know what that is? That's the toxic waste that you needed to use. <laughs> that's that's what happens <laughs> when you have radioactive zombies that turn into toxic waste. <laughs> yes. Talk symbol. Talk symbol. <laughs> It's a scientific term. Just don't worry about it. Okay. It's Latin. You wouldn't know about it. It's a death language. <laughs> Just like the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody who gets close to talk symbol. Anyway, this has been an experiment, and I don't know if it ended up being better or worse than the last one, but it was a thing. It was a thing, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, well, there's no takesies-backsies, so... <laughs> I think we've passed the Milliman test, and we have uh, finished our episode. So, out of curiosity, if uh, people out there uh, would like to learn more about Tuck Symbol, where could they go? If you'd like to learn more about our favorite thing in the world, uh, Talk Symbol, please go to TotalPubbleKnockdown.com, where we've got a whole dictionary of 
non-existent words ready to be created sometime in the near future. In near future is more like toward the heat death of the universe. So, yes. Oh, if you do go to TotalPublicKnockdown.com, you can find the latest installment of Creatures done by our wonderful brand designer and uh, director, brand director and designer, uh, Craveyard, who has done a, we call it the Nohees. It's a couple creatures from No Man's Sky. Uh, if you have ever played, they are really interesting. The speed paint looks really cool, and they look awesome. Please go check that out and give it some love. And uh, let Craveyard know that we sent you, because obviously that's that's what happens. Do that. Go check that out. Uh, the Nohees. Yes, I see this. The alien companions from No Man's Sky. We've got yes. our, ourselves a March Creatures, folks. Yes. It's a, it's a rare event, and we like to celebrate it when it comes around. You can also find us on uh, Patreon. You can also find us on every podcast app. You can also find us on social media. I'm at Satanium. And I am at EXP Limited. And uh, if you're listening to this on Anchor, no, you're not. You're now listening to it on Spotify for... Uh, reasons that Anchor is now Spotify for podcasters on our end. I think it's probably just Spotify podcast or something on your end. I don't know what's now. I imagine. Also, the show is up if you have YouTube Premium. No longer YouTube rep. YouTube Premium. Um, it should be up as a podcast on YouTube Music as well. Let us know if that works. Because on our end, it's a podcast playlist. Yes. Uh, so we would love to know if that's working on that end. So, again, please let us know. Yes. And uh, also at Pebble Knockdown for anybody who it, is uh, looking to find On Twitter us. still? On Twitter and uh, on other places. Thank you for joining us on this uh, episode of Total Pebble Knockdown. And uh, if I may say one more thing... Um, at last. <laughs> yes. At last. Okay, bye now. <laughs> bye. That first initial run of consoles always seems to be lacking by the demand. You usually see a bunch of scalping, even when we don't have a, a chip shortage or a pandemic going on. It just exacerbates yeah. the issue. Maybe Sony could actually assume that a lot of people are going to buy the product that they're making and can try to, you know, create enough of them uh, at launch. Who knows? We're going to do a little fun... Uh, experiment again. Mixing it up after all that news. Yeah, we did some news, and now we're going to do some, uh, not news. Olds. Olds. We're gonna do the olds. Olds.